Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 848. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of Psalms with two Psalms, Psalm 112 and 113. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with, again, two smaller psalms, both about 10 verses long. But first, a word from our sponsor. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Psalm 112. Praise the Lord, blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright, for those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted up high in honor. The wicked will see and be vexed. They will gnash their teeth and waste away. The longings of the wicked will come to nothing. Uh, This apparently is an acrostic poem. That means the lines begin with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. We lose that, obviously, when we translate it into English. So my apologies, but my ancient Hebrew is uh, pretty poor, I would have to say. And so we get praise the Lord, blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. So so first of all, we're talking about blessing for those who delight in the commands of the Lord. Now, I have to say that delight in the commands of the Lord, I think implies are putting those commands into practice. They're not just saying, wow, that's a really well, well-written rule. That's a really well-written commandment, but I'm doing something else. 
So when we talk about delighting in the Lord and delighting in his commands, we're talking about being faithful to them. And the children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed that good things will happen to them. Wealth and riches and their houses and their righteousness endures forever. And that's a fairly typical form that we're seeing in these Psalms that are talking about those who are blessed, those who are faithful. Even in the darkness, light dawns for the upright. I love that. Just the fact that this message here that there will be darkness. There will be times that are dark times in our lives, times in our society, times in history, whatever. There will be times that will be dark, but it says even in darkness, light dawns for the upright. And that's great for those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous. Now that's interesting because when we think about those who are blessed and we think about the righteous, we don't always go right away to gracious and compassionate. Certainly sometimes when I look at the church today, I see the righteous or I see self-righteous at least, but I don't always see gracious and compassionate. And the psalmist here is saying that those are marks of the people of God, that the people of God are called to be and should look like people who are gracious and compassionate, and then also do the right things. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, those who conduct their affairs with justice. So those who are not all about them, those who are not all about their stuff, right, but are putting people ahead of stuff. They're generous and lend freely. And then who conduct their affairs with justice, who do the right things in different situations. And again, remember the definition we've been talking about, the psalmist have been talking about in terms of justice is justice is only justice if it's just for all. In the sense that I treat everyone as they deserve, that's justice rather than treat certain people favorably and other people unfavorably who are doing the same thing, right? Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. You notice that that came twice, this fear, this fear that that we are, that the righteous will be delivered from, it says. That doesn't mean there won't be bad news, right? They have no fear of bad news because they trust in the Lord, that know that God is in control, even though there will be bad news, even though there will be darkness, that in the end, if you skip to the end of the book, God wins, right? This sense that things are eventually going in the direction of God, and that everything in between here and there is temporary. So they will not be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast. Their hearts are consistent. Their hearts are the same today and tomorrow and next week and next year. Trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. I don't know that I have foes, or at least personal foes. I have people who I certainly disagree with, you know, on the internet or or in the news and things like that, but I don't know that I have foes, and I don't know that it's a big goal of mine to look in triumph on anyone I know, personally at least. And But this idea that their hearts are secure, they will have no fear, that is something that is very 
attractive <laughs> to me for sure. I'm thinking maybe to you as well. I don't know what you fear. You know, we've talked about on this show just because we're always getting this from my point of view, of course. And so I know what's going on in my life. And so I've talked about some of my fears. You know, I've got elderly parents, certainly things, uh, certainly one of my fears. I've I've got other fears that I don't talk about because they're more political in nature. And that's something that the promise of this show is we try and do it without the politics. But, you know, there's certainly fears that around the nature of the way things are going and things like that. So, but the idea of being steadfast and the idea of living without fear and the idea of trusting in the Lord is encouraging. That's, that's how I want to live. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Again, we've got that generosity, freely scattering their gifts. It's, it's not a parsimonious, it's not a stingy way of giving, right? It's this way of giving that is saying, you need something, here it is. I've got it. Why don't I share it? Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn, which is symbolizes their dignity, will be lifted high in honor, that God will honor them. The wicked will see and be vexed. They will gnash their teeth and waste away. The longings of the wicked will come to nothing. I like that, honestly. You know, there are people who are wicked. There just are. There are people who do terrible things. Uh, I'm not going to label them right now, and I certainly wouldn't label them with names, but there are certainly people who do terrible things, and I would love to see them vexed. I would love to see them frustrated, and I would love to see them gnash their teeth. You gnash your teeth when you are in a place of regret. When we talk about hell being a place of the weeping and gnashing of teeth, it's a place of terrible, terrible regret. I could have done something different. They will gnash their teeth and waste away. The longing of the wicked will come to nothing. And then continuing on into Psalm 113. Psalm 13, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Then let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forever. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes, with the princes of his people. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. This is an upbeat psalm. It's not talking about bad things going on like the last one was, but it's talking about God, and it's talking about the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord is representative of the nature of God. When we talk about blessed be the name of the Lord, we're not just talking about name like, hey, I'm Bob, you know, hello, I'm Bob kind of name tag thing, but who God is and the nature of God. So praise the Lord, you his servants, praise the name of the Lord. Praise praise him for who he is. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forever, from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets. So we're not talking about the time that it rises, but way over there where the sun rises to way over there where it sets. Well, that's that's everywhere that you've got. If If you're standing here, it's everywhere you can see. 
from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. So where is the name of the Lord not to be praised? Nowhere. It's supposed to be praised everywhere. Now, what does that mean for us? Is I think that means that the name of the Lord is to be praised. We'll talk about what that means in a second. Not just at church. Not just when I'm doing something churchy. Not just when I'm being religious. I'm religious on Sunday mornings. And then the rest of the time, I'm supposed to be some other way. One of the ways that we praise the name of the Lord, one of the ways that we bring praise to the Lord is we bring praise to the Lord through what we do, especially if someone knows we're a Christian, that we act Christ-like. So for instance, last chapter, remember those people who were generous, who were, who were flinging their possessions to the poor, their gifts to the poor, who were, who were scattering them. That would bring praise to God when people see the loving nature of that person and know that they are God's person. On the contrary, we can bring, we can take away praise from God. I don't know what the right phrase for that would be. If people see the people of God and see people who are hateful, see people who are spiteful, see people who are jealous, see people who are stingy. And so when we talk about that God is to be praised ever. We are also supposed to bring praise to God, not just through what we say, but through what we do. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. So not just as God above the earth, God is even above the heavens. Who is like our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on heavens and earth? And the answer to the question is no one. There's no one else. That God is unique and wonderful and that we need to remember the majesty of God to understand how blessed we are that God pays attention to us, that God loves us, that God interceded for us in the person of Jesus. And then it talks about what God desires here. Then this should also then be part of what the people of God desire, right? Is God is a God who desires restoration, God is a God who desires healing. God is a God who lifts up. And so as he raises the poor from dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap, he seats them with princes, with the princes of his people. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. I think about this here as we're talking about this verse. As the end of the year here, a lot of people are thinking about uh, end of the year giving. Well, this is a little key here to give you a clue of some of the things that God cares about, that God cares about those who don't have, that God cares about those who are in need. And so as you're thinking about, you know, potentially doing some end of your giving, you may, may save some money on your taxes, and that's great. Not necessarily the reason to do it, but not a bad, not a bad reason to do it if it's not the only reason. But God desires for us to have this heart that he has to be liberally, to be scattering our gifts like we learned in the last chapter, to be bringing praise to God, not just to be praising God, but be bringing praise to God through what we do as generous, loving, gracious people of God. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much. 
for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. These EPs found their way into the hands of Chris Tomlin. And so we got this email out of the blue that while he was inviting us to go on this major arena tour of the United States. And at that time, we were like, well, we're not even really a band. Do we tell him we're not a band? Chris Llewellyn from REM Collective shares some of his life story on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us to hear conversations and devotionals from the artists of the church. Find The Walk on lifeaudio.com, worshipleader.com, or your favorite podcast platform.